0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this team coaching call in our white-hot summer series of calls, which we've designed to help you take your businesses to the next level over these next few summer months. My name's Joanne Bonnet, and I'm an independent consultant and executive regional vice president with Arbon International, and I'm delighted to welcome everybody tonight. Whether you're brand new or whether you've already been building your business with Arbon, you are going to love tonight's call because it's a key topic from a very, very special guest speaker, Chris Widener. Chris, are you there?
1: I am. Thanks for
0: having me. Fantastic. Well, before we get started, Chris, thank you so much. I want to say um, one of the great um, qualities of leadership is a spirit of generosity, and I really so appreciate you giving your time to help and support us this evening. I just want to introduce Chris to everybody who's listening, although I know for most of us listening, we're all very, very familiar with his work. Um, Chris Widener is a successful businessman, author, and speaker, and currently writing your 13th book, I believe. Um, That's right. He's authored over 450 articles and produced over 80 audios and DVDs on leadership, sales, and success. He's a New York Times and Wall Street Journal best-selling author, and one of the other things is for many years he's been involved in leadership in the business community, the nonprofit world, and as a speaker and author. So what he's learned, he's sharing through his own experience and his interaction with and observation of the most successful people in, in the world. From personal experience, I've got several of Chris's books in front of me here, um, including 12 Pillars, which was co-written with Jim Rohn, The Angel Inside, and we'll all be familiar with the Invisible Profit System, where Chris talks about profits versus wages, hunting versus fishing, Um, and that's just been such a powerful influence on so many of us in building our our Arbonne businesses. Um, And his one of the latest books that I love is The Art of Influence, talking about winning with influence. And the way he writes and his style is like parables for the 21st century. So if you're an entrepreneur and a leader and you're looking to influence others, what I would say is take a listen to this call. This is going to be very exciting. Chris is talking about The Art of Influence, How to Gain Trust, Respect, Admiration and Loyalty from Others. And I would say, if you're listening on the call tonight, please do mute your handsets. We do have the settings set to mute, but if you're listening in, just mute your handset um, by pressing your own telephone, your own number on your telephone, but don't press any other digits, etc. cetera, um, and we can all enjoy listening to Chris. So, Chris, I'm going to hand over to you, and we're all very excited and thrilled to have you with us. Thank you so much.
1: Great. Thank you. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you great. Good Well, thank you so much. I love Arbon folks. Uh, you guys are terrific i 've done i think over a hundred live events. Uh, over the years, I've already done four or five events this year for Arbonne. Just got back uh, uh, from doing an event with um, Barb Armstrong and ENVP in uh, Detroit, Michigan, in the U.S. and and uh, that was just last weekend. So I'm I'm very familiar with what you do, and I'm excited about what you do. Many of the folks who I've gotten to know in Arbonne have become friends of mine, and and um, we actually use Arbonne in our house every single day. I washed my hair with Arbonne shampoo today. So <laughs> why is um, anyway, I know, it, I've been using it since 2004, and uh, and it's fantastic stuff, it's terrific, and, and we love it. So I'm um, very excited to help you build your business by sharing some thoughts and some ideas with you that I believe can affect not only your business life, but also your personal life. Um, I've been I focused uh, on leadership for most of my career, but I really began to focus on influence when one of my business partners said to me, Chris, I don't know anybody who is more influential than you are in our industry. You seem to know everybody. You seem to have them on your phone. You seem to be able to move them to action. Uh, for a while i um, I had over a thousand audio programs licensed for my business. I eventually sold the business, but I had over a thousand audio programs licensed by every personal development author you can speak to, uh, think of. We were selling thirty to fifty thousand units a month through Costco and sams club and and some of those and and he really challenged me to to look at my own life and, and ask a question, how was I able to gain so much influence, particularly when you consider my, my upbringing and my, you know, where I started in this world from, you know, uh, it's a long story, but I'll give you the overview. You know, I lived in 28 homes and 11 different schools. I was involved in drugs at an early age, fifth grade, um, nearly kicked out of school so many times. I had forty-seven written referrals to the principal's office my sophomore year. I spent most of my time in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade at the Long Acres Horse Track betting the horses. I mean, I did not come from influential stock, to say the least. And um, and then to to be able to, over the course of, you know, three decades, build the life of my dreams. Um, where I live in my greenhouse, literally a house I drove by for 21 years and would stop at the front gates, and I would look beyond the gates and say, I'm going to buy this house someday. Uh, when the house came up for sale, to be able to drive through those gates and tell the, the owner, I'll buy it, uh, no contingencies, You know, who do we make the checkout to, um, to be able to travel the world and to speak, to be able to write best-selling books. And what I realized was was that I wasn't anything special. Um, I'm no smarter than anybody else, I'm no better than anybody else, I don't work harder than a lot of people. I mean, what it, what it is is that there are principles that work in life. And I began to really look at those things and, and, and just say to myself, how can I communicate these in a way that will enable anybody to live their dreams? And particularly around this era, idea of influence, I found that pe- the most successful people in the world are people of influence. Uh, they're the people who have the best relationships because they're able to influence relationships. They make the most money because they're able to influence business. You know, All across the board, influence allows you to lead your dream life. So I broke it down into four main areas. Uh, before I give you those areas, which is going to be the, the bulk of our call, I want to give us just sort of a definition of influence. And you might be able to come up with a better definition, but this is sort of our working uh, definition as we go through the rest of the call. Influence is the ability to change another person's thoughts, beliefs, and actions. So the ability to change another person's thoughts, beliefs, or actions. When we interact with them, when we talk to them, when we write to them, when we send them an email, you know, whatever it might be, when we engage with people, we are able to change their thoughts, beliefs, and actions. Now, think about that. How would your life be different if you could change other people's thoughts, beliefs, and actions? Would your Arbon business grow if you could change other people's thoughts, beliefs, and actions? Absolutely. You'd change their thinking about what they could become. You'd change their beliefs about network marketing. You'd change their actions where they're actually building a team instead of just signing up and then sitting around. You, you know, If you had influence in their lives, it would change. Well, those of you who are married... How would you like to be able to change your spouse's thoughts, beliefs, and actions? I don't say anything out loud. I know I know what you're thinking. I'd love to be able to change my spouse's thoughts, beliefs, and actions. What about those of you who have kids and especially teenagers? Wouldn't you be able to wouldn't you love to be able to change your teenagers' thoughts, beliefs, and actions? So what it is is, is it's it's about interacting with other people in such a way that when we engage, we actually can do so. So Here's what I've come up with, and I want to give these four to you and then tell you how to get these four things. The process is about gaining something from the other person. So we need to to set out to say to ourselves, okay, how can I gain these four things from other people? And here's what they are. Trust, respect, admiration, and loyalty. I'll say them again. Trust, respect, admiration, and loyalty. If you could gain trust, respect, admiration, and loyalty – from other people, would you have more influence? Would you have more influence if people trusted you more? Yes. Would you have more influence if people respected you to a higher degree? Absolutely. Would you have more influence if people admired your life in such a way that they wanted to live life like it? Absolutely. And then loyalty. Would you have more influence if people were committed to you and your business and your cause and your life? Absolutely. So. How do we gain those things? Well, we gain those things. Now, those things are all perspectives that another person holds, right? They decide in their head whether they trust us. They decide in their head whether they respect us, admire us, or are going to be loyal to us. So what we have to do is is we have to live our lives in such a way that their perspective changes about us. See, in reality, um, we look at ourselves and we think, okay, this is who I am. And you may be correct, you may be incorrect, you may have some version of of yourself as to who you really are. I think a lot of people actually lack some self-awareness. I think a lot of times we judge ourselves less harshly than other people do. We tend to judge our intentions rather than our actions. And so what happens is is we think of ourselves more than perhaps other people think of us. So it's really important for us to look in the mirror. If you ever see me speak, you'll see me, I hold my hands up like I'm holding a mirror. I do that a lot. I hold it up and I say, take a look in the mirror. We all need to take a look in the mirror. And, and really look and ask ourselves if we're leading our lives in such a way that we actually gain that trust, respect, admiration, and loyalty. So how do you gain those four things? I want to give you four ways, one, to correlate with each of, with each of those aspects, that when you do these things, other people are going to trust you more, respect you more, admire you more, and be more loyal to you. So these are the four things. Just memorize them. Trust, respect, admiration, loyalty. Trust, respect, admiration, and loyalty. Burn those things in your head so you go about your daily life, you're, you're constantly renewing your mind, transforming yourself into the type of person who gains those things from other people. All right, here's how you gain trust. Trust is the bedrock of any relationship, whether it's a leadership relationship or a selling relationship. The the seller-buyer relationship, based on trust. The leader-follower relationship, based on trust. It's the number one thing that we have to have with people if we're going to influence them. If they don't trust us, we don't influence them. And to whatever degree that they trust us determines the degree that we're able to influence them. So how do you gain trust? You gain trust through integrity. Integrity is always number one. The other three respect, admiration, and, and loyalty, we could put those in any order. The number one thing is trust, and you gain trust through your own personal integrity. Now, integrity is an interesting word. Integrity is actually shares the root word with an old math term that we learned in, in uh, high school, and that math term is integer. And an integer, if you remember right, is a whole number. You know that the root word of integrity literally means whole, or to put it a different way, complete or undivided. So I like the term "united" actually better because when you divide something, you take it from being one part to two parts. That's a great way. Of- if you are completely truthful, then you have integrity. If you are ninety percent truthful, you don't have integrity because now you're operating out of two sets. You have a divided, um, you have a divided case for your uh, truthfulness, right? So the way that I like to talk about integrity is integrity is operating out of a single set of morals, ethics, and values, a single set of morals, ethics, and values. And what it does is it allows people to know what they're getting, right? They know what they're getting before they even get there. They know that you are a trustworthy person. So they know that when you talk, they can trust you because they know that you tell the truth. They know that you're going to be where you say you're going to be, you're going to do what you say you're going to do. They don't have to wonder which one of you is showing up, right? Um, I told you I spoke uh, out in Detroit this last uh, weekend uh, before Father's Day, a couple weekends ago, and I remember we we stayed at an embassy suite. And as I walked up to the room, I thought to myself, and I've I probably stayed in an embassy Suites maybe once a year. And it's a hotel brand. I don't know if you have it in the U.K. or not, but in the U.S., it's a hotel brand. And I remember... As, as I walked up the door, I'm thinking, I already know what this room looks like, because they, are, they have integrity with their brand and with their, their blowouts of their hotels, and it actually was comforting to me. Here I am in a, in a city you know i don't even really know what part of town i'm in or whatever but i know before i even walk through the door i know what my hotel room is going to look like and it created a sense of comfort for me well that's that's what we do in a way with people when they know what they are getting that's integrity they know what they're getting it it, it provides them with a sense of calm it provides them with a sense of trust it provides them with a sense of ease now here's the problem um we tend to judge ourselves, as I mentioned before, on our intentions. Other people tend to judge us on our actions. So we tend to think of our integrity as being higher than what other people might think of our integrity. Because when we make a mistake, we say, well, I didn't mean to make a mistake. Other people just go, they made a mistake. That's what they think, right? Now, everybody makes mistakes, so does this mean that that we don't have integrity and it's lost, it's a lost cause, this idea of influence? No, not at all. We all make mistakes, we all say things we shouldn't say, we all do things we shouldn't do, we all make mistakes. But a great leader, an influential leader, recognizes them, they're aware, they have that self-awareness, and then they correct it. I actually think that a leader who makes a mistake and goes back to their followers and says, you know what, I really blew it. I blew my stack. You know, I said something I shouldn't have said. Will you forgive me? I'd like to apologize to Joe in front of the group, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It actually builds that trust because, in essence, you're recapturing your integrity. Imagine if you, remember the word in, integrate. To integrate means to take the many and pull them into one, right? It means to take two or three and pull them into one. You integrate them into one. And so what happens is, is when we make a mistake, when we do something wrong, we break off a little bit of our integrity. But if we're self-aware and proactive, we capture it, bring it back in, and we recoup our integrity. So integrity is always number one, and I wanted to spend a little more time on that one than the others, but because it's so, so very important. I want to hold the mirror up and just say, do other people perceive you to be a person of integrity? The second one is respect, and we gain respect through our commitment to excellence, and this is in every area of our life, our physical life, our emotional life, our spiritual life. Excellence attracts other people. You you know, when we have a problem in life or we want to learn something or we want you know, to grow in an area, we look for people who already excel in that area and we go to them for advice. We basically say, hey, will you influence me? Will you give me advice? Will you give me information? So we already know that excellence attracts, right? If you want to build a real estate empire, you go to somebody who already has a real estate empire. You don't go to somebody who's standing by the side of the road with a cardboard sign that says, we'll work for food. Uh, if you want to have a better marriage, uh, you go to the couple who's been married for 40 years. You don't go to the couple that's bickering all the time, right? We look for people who excel in the area that we want to excel in, and we give them the opportunity to influence us. So that's a great lesson for us. If we can raise the level of excellence in our own life, it causes respect in the lives of and, and hearts and minds of other people, and they open themselves up to us. So look in the mirror and ask yourself, Do I set for myself a standard of excellence? My standard is excellence. My standard isn't average. My standard isn't status quo. My standard isn't mediocre. My standard is excellence. Can you say that in every area of your life? Now, what happens is is as you make that commitment, you say, okay, um, physically I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to take care of myself better. Uh, communication wise, I'm going to learn to communicate better. Uh, spiritually, I'm going to grow spiritually. Emotionally, I'm going to, you know, uh, take care of my temper or, or, you know, whatever emotional issues you may be, um, experiencing. In every single area of our lives, financially, I'm going to get out of debt. As we raise that level of excellence and other people see it, their perspective, and remember this is about other people's perspective, their perspective changes. And they open themselves up to our influence. Admiration is the third one. How do we gain other people's admiration? I believe we gain other people's admiration through our attitude of optimism. You know, the world is filled with people who can point out all the negative and point out the bad stuff and point out how everything's going wrong, but very few people are overtly optimistic where they're actually out there leading the way by being optimistic. They're talking optimistically. And, and I always like to talk about talking optimistically because it's one thing to think optimistically. It's another thing to go on record and to talk optimistically. And frankly, the way that most people find out whether we're optimistic or pessimistic is in the words that we use. So I want to hold the mirror up to you and just ask you to, to for the next two weeks at least, listen to yourself talk. Just watch yourself. And listen to yourself talk. Do you talk optimistically? Or do you talk pessimistically. Are you the kind of person who brightens a room when you walk in? Or are you the type of person who brightens a room when you walk out? There are two different types of people. Some people, when they leave the room, the room brightens up. You've met a few of those people, I'm sure. But the fact is, is that some people brighten the room when they walk in because they're joyful. They're optimistic. They're positive. They're saying good words, kind words. Uh, they're blessing people. You know, one of my favorite proverbs of all time says that, the tongue has the power of life and death. And it's a great privilege for us as leaders and influencers to know that our tongue, the words that we use, can create life in people. And we have people show up on our doorstep all the time who are looking for hope and they're looking to you to, to help them build a business and achieve financial freedom and time freedom and get out of the rat race and into the right race. And They're looking to you, and we need to be positive and optimistic and speak that life into them. You know, a lot of people show up with no hope. As leaders, we have to loan them some hope, and we loan them that hope by talking to them and creating and breathing optimism into their life. The last one is loyalty. We gain loyalty by being people who are selfless. We are servants. We serve other people. So if you want people to be loyal to you, we serve them. We don't ask them to serve us. We serve them. You know, here's something that I've been talking to Audubon folks about for the last few years. You probably all have a vision board, right? And that's great. You ought to have a vision board. What car do you want? What house do you want? What vacation home do you want? You know, all those things that you want. But I want to ask you to create another board, a board that goes in addition to your vision board. I want you to create a vision board of your team's vision. I want you to ask your team, Um, what's your house that you want? What's your car that you want? What's your vacation spot that you want to go to? What is your dream? Because I want to help you get that dream. You know, one of my favorite quotes is by a guy who I used to uh, co-host a TV show with, Zig Ziglar, the greatest motivational speaker of all time. Um, Zig and I had a TV show together called True Performance, and one of his most famous quotes is my favorite quote, you can have anything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want out of life. What an amazing truth. You can have anything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want out of life. So think about that for a minute in your Arbonne business. What would happen if you helped 10 people get their white Mercedes? You, you ask them what Mercedes you want, they tell you, they cut it out, they give it- There's Sue's Mercedes, and there's Jackie's Mercedes, and there's Tanya's Mercedes, and you go to work to help them get that Mercedes. You help them get whatever it is they want out of life. What's going to happen to you? You're going to live the life of your dreams. You're going to become an ENVP. You're going to have, you know, you help 10 people get their Mercedes. You're going to be doing just fine. You can have anything you want in life if you serve enough other people and help them get what they want out of life. And you know what happens? They become loyal to you. They look at you and they say, that person loved me, that person served me, that person walked with me through the, through the valleys, they climbed the mountains with me, they crossed the rivers with me, they served me and helped me change my life and change my family's future. And you know what? Loyalty goes a long way towards influencing people. And the, the best part about loyalty is that it, it's, it's the glue that holds relationships together during hard times. And hard times come. Hard times always come. No matter how great your life is, there's hardships. And loyalty is that glue that holds people together where you still have influence even when mistakes are made. You still have influence even when hardships come. So it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be able to have loyalty from the people who you're leading and you gain that by letting them know that you are there for them, not that you expect them to be there for you. So trust, respect, admiration, loyalty. Trust, respect, admiration, loyalty. Burn it into your brain and make that your goal for living because when you do that through integrity and excellence and optimism and service, you're going to have more influence in the lives of people around you. They're going to listen to you more. They're going to listen to you more closely. They're going to listen to you to a deeper level. You're going to have more influence with the people who you already have influence with, and you're going to have more influence in the lives of even more and more people as you build your team and build your fortune. So, with that, Joanne, I think I'll turn it back over to you. If you have any questions or clarifications or anything like that, I'm happy to do it. But uh, those are some thoughts that I thought I would share with with your team.
0: Chris, thank you so much. And I think um, you've just summed up so many of the key founding principles of, of us all building our businesses, building them stronger based on the fact that people join our businesses because they want to follow us. We, we have something that people want, and those four principles absolutely are burnt into my brain, and um, and I know that we will positively and actively share those principles with others in our teams, and I cannot thank you enough for your time tonight. And I'd just like to invite my team to, you know, everybody who's listening on this call, Connect with Chris on Facebook. Connect with him on on Twitter, and and visit his website, Chris Widener, C H R I S W I D E N E R dot com. Because there is some very there's some fantastic resources, some newsletters, videos on there, little clips that could just provide an answer to some of the questions that you're looking for as well, and and continue to to listen and read those books, which are full of so much content and great information. So, Chris. I just want to say thank you so much for sharing that with us. We really are blessed to have had you with us tonight. And thank you for your um, for your influence upon us and um, and upon, upon the business of Arbonne as well. We really, really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you very much. I'm going to jump off the call. You guys have a great rest of the night.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you to everybody for listening. And I look forward to sharing success with each and every one of you. Good evening. This is Joanne Bonnet, Independent Consultant, Executive Regional Vice President, and thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.